Welcome to Fight the Good Fight Club, the podcast about the relentless pursuit of a life and relationships filled with purpose, love, joy, and peace. If you're ready to get real and dig deep, then you're ready for Fight the Good Fight Club. Welcome, everyone. I'm your co-host, Cynthia Cintron, here with... Marcel Pope. And today we'll be talking about loss and abandonment. Correct. Marcel, tell us about what you read today and what what we're talking about today. Yes, yeah, so kind of off the top um, from A Course in Miracles, which is a course that I have been studying now for a couple of years to try to help me with my personal growth and development. And uh, it's helping me figure out why I come from a place of fear many times in this life and uh, how it controls me. And I, and I no longer want to be controlled by fear. I feel like I've gotten a control of a lot of them, but there's still some are still works in progress. So the particular lesson is titled, Let Miracles Replace All Grievances. So what are grievances? Well, grievances are things that happen to us and then we, we have a little we have anger in us and we project that outward. And I'll relate it to a dog. If your first experience with a dog is it comes up and it's wagging its tail and it starts licking you and you pet it and it's all sweet and that's wonderful. And then next time you see a dog, you're like, oh, this is great. Oh yeah, another dog. But if your first experience is you're walking and a dog rushes towards you and mangles you, every dog you see from now on, that fear is going to be in you and you project that. Mm-hmm. Now that's an extreme, uh, uh, you know, what I think to be a good example. It's an excellent example. So, but then, so the question is, okay, that, that one's easy to identify, but what about other fears? So just in a nutshell, there are actually only six basic fears in life. And off the top, the number one for most people is fear of death, fear of losing your life. And then the fear of losing your mind, (laughs) fear of losing your health fear of ill health because ill health can lead to death and then there's fear of loss of love you know a lot of times we go through life fearing that we're not going to find love and then once we feel we do then we are afraid of losing it (laughs) so then fear of poverty which is fear of losing money then fear of and to me this is one of the uh, worst fears of all is fear of criticism because what, ah, is that why people don't like speaking in public? That's exactly right. Because inevitably we build a self-image, uh, a representative of who we want everyone to see. Mm. And so anytime there's any criticism to that, that means I don't accept what you're presenting here and they're criticized. So fear of criticism destroys people. Yeah, and it, it brings up that feeling of not good enough. Exactly. So, so in this lesson, it really talks about the roles we assign to people to make us feel better about our fears. And this dovetails into relationships, which you and I will obviously want to talk about. But so um, at some point, I think most people have heard you repeat lessons in life until you learn them. And then I personally have gone through, quote, the same relationship, just a different person. And I'm thinking. Until now. (laughs) Until now. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what's the common denominator here? It's me. I must be the problem, right? So. Okay, so now we're going to talk about my problem <laughs> repeating in relationships. That's it. I'm kidding. So, so fear and abandonment are like twin sisters, twin brothers, where one is found, the other is sure to follow. 
And I guess one of the biggest ones is um, when I look at he, one of the biggest losses of my personal life were, were two of my brothers. One was murdered and the other died of brain cancer. One wasn't even 50. The other one was barely 50. So just a quick quick note on the, the fears that I had planted inside. Uh, after my oldest brother had gotten murdered in 2005, we were preparing his funeral arrangements. And I was sitting in one spot. My brother was sitting to my right, my brother Sean, uh, who had passed away of brain cancer. And then to the right of him was my father. My father was distraught that his oldest son, you know, got murdered. And he's sitting there <laughs> munching on chips kind of in a daze when my brother and I were preparing his funeral arrangements. And Sean was your best friend. Sean was, we were, we were soul, uh, mates, uh, as close. We were really soul mates. You know, don't confuse that with just people of the opposite sex. He was my brother. And we were, even though we were you four were kindred years, spirits, we were sure. kindred spirits. I mean, I could start a sentence, he could finish it. Because we had gone through so much, so much strife in life together. Mm-hmm. We were four years apart. I'm the youngest. He was next to the youngest. And so, but here, here's what I wanted to relate this to, this topic of, of, of loss and, and fear of loss. As we're preparing the, f- the, f- the funeral arrangements, still a little, a little bit of sadness there. And it only comes up, I guess, when I, I don't know, it hasn't come up in a while, but my right hand, my brother had his left hand, and, and we're clutching, sitting there, making the funeral arrangements for my for my oldest brother, Mark. And um, and we got all that done, and years had passed. And my brother and I would talk frequently that I don't know if I could have handled that if you weren't there. you know. And he's like, me either, man. There's no way, because everyone relied on me and him and our family to take care of everything. And uh, prior to that, though, uh, my brother Sean, um, he had almost choked to death on a piece of shrimp. I'll never forget. We we're in a restaurant. We were trying to do the Heimlich, and the fear in his eyes. We, I thought, oh my gosh! But <laughs> the fear of criticism. We didn't want to make a scene in the restaurant, but here he is, going <laughs> to oh, possibly no. die. So, so I remember thinking, oh my God, what if something would happen? What would I do? You know, he's like, I, I couldn't stand losing him. There was a fear of loss there. So fast forward, you know, my own brother's murdered. Then Sean, he, he was diagnosed with brain cancer, and then, and then he died. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, so the loss hit. And so don't want to veer off too far, but I remember it hit me so hard I broke down. I really stumbled in the kitchen, and the person I was with at the time, I, I'm, I'm upset. I'm crying. It's, and the person says, I've never seen you get that upset about me. And I thought, so I couldn't even release what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And that relationship ended. And I thought, okay, so dovetails back into why we're doing this podcast. I've always believed that everything we really need is within us. But how do we access it? So that was a blessing that the person I was with said that because it forced me inward to find what I needed inside of me and not rely on someone else. Because even if we do, like my brother relied on him, now he's gone, I can't rely on him for those things. So find self-reliance within. Yeah, and there's a difference between wanting and needing. We're human beings, we are made to be in relationship. There's a difference between codependency and being in a relationship in a healthy way where you are each individuals and then you connect. And I I remember you talking about that relationship, saying that um, your partner really was focused on the two of you being one. There almost wasn't, your partner didn't want separation between the two of you and it kept you from 
being your own person. Exactly. And so, and so you and I had talked about that. So there's three types of relationship, uh, codependent relationship, which is not healthy. And then a completely independent relationship, which isn't healthy either. <laughs> it's interdependent relationship. You and I had an agreement on that. It's like mm -hmm. we're two trees growing, but we're growing together. Mm -hmm. And we can lean on each other if we need to, but we can survive without each other if we had to. Right. So it's a con. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in, in this relationship with your partner, what happened was that you were having a legitimate hurt and loss yeah. and abandonment was coming up. And you felt that you were not able to experience and work through that on your own. Cause exactly. Because they, they were competing, basically. Yeah. This person was competing with your dead brother. Right. That's. And and he and I. There's had, a no win there. No win. I had made the comment he was my best friend, and the comment was made, "Well, I should be your best friend." I'm like. It's not the same. I mean, you're my, my best friend too, but he's my best friend in a different way. We, you know, we grew up together, so we have a, you know, a, a deeper connection. Well, we're supposed to have a deep connection, you know. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> it's just really. So anyway, I've been so laughing, but it's just, but, it's crazy. But they are close. Fear. So the abandonment. It was almost like, yeah, he and you may have heard of this before. Someone dies, and the the person that loses them is angry because they that person abandoned them through death you know they abandoned me and left me here to deal with this world on my own you know and it's, so they're very close and even like I I had that fear my father wasn't around a lot so I kind of deep down felt he abandoned me and then uh, he tried to come back around and kind of quote kidnapped me and a couple of my brothers the younger ones we went to St. Petersburg supposed to be there for two weeks ended up staying for a year but then then I felt my mother had it because I remember crying one night. I was six years old or 11 years old, crying my face in a pillow because I missed my mother. But I, looking back, it was a fear of abandonment or I felt like I had been abandoned. So those feelings you carry through life. And that's why I personally, I can't, I can't, you and I aren't psychologists, right? We're no. not therapists. You and we I are, are just, we've always just had conversations yeah. about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we just want to come from a place of love and not fear. Yeah. And so and, it, and we're trying yeah. to bring awareness to yeah. people so that they can then go on their own oh, journey yeah. to work through these things yeah. so that they can have a fulfilled life. So yeah. they're not leading with their sadness or their pain or their anger. Dumping so their baggage and garbage into every relationship. And can. wondering why the yeah. same relationship is happening yeah. over and over yeah. and over again, because your being is crying out to work these things out. out and the fear it's funny it's like a it's a circle right yep. the fear of dealing with it makes you shove it down yeah and then it keeps wanting to come out it's almost yeah. like a like, like a teapot you know it's yeah. getting ready to boil it's yeah. going to boil, boil at some yeah. point and we've both experienced that but let's i, I want to take us back to the lesson so you were reading about mm -hmm. grievances yeah. and let's talk a little bit about the the spiritual nature what 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 you've learned and how you move through it as as a spiritual being yeah so uh, so throughout this course in miracles which really is a is a course uh, to help you get in touch with your internal teacher that's within all of us and it goes back to that central thought of all we need is within us not not without us so the spiritual thread that weaves through all these lessons is ultimately we come from the same source of life as an eternal source of life that's forever. 
So if, if we're an extension of that life, then we endure forever. So we're kind of, quote, we can be imprisoned in this body or enjoy it while we're here and experience the beauty of life, all the good and all the bad, but don't hang on to it. And inevitably, when bad stuff happens, losses, fears come true, we're abandoned. We tend to cling on to that for whatever reason. It's just human nature. And we tend to want to protect ourselves. But we hold on to the thing we're trying to get protection from, so we mask it inevitably. So that lesson, bringing it back to your to your point or your question, is we assign roles to people in our lives, and their role is to help us not deal with our fear. So in that, and, and so the so we can project it onto them. We can project it, but also that person is going to serve this role. For instance, you're in my life, and your role is to not abandon me, so I don't fear that pain again. Because if you do, it's going to make that pain surface. The idea is for the pain not to be there at all, but what we inevitably do. So that's why the Course is let miracles replace all grievances. And grievances come in the form of someone left you, someone divorced you, someone died, whatever it may be, but it caused that pain in you. You want to get rid of that fear of experiencing that pain again. And so what I did was I realized that I was holding on to all that. So we had a a different podcast where we talked about forgiveness, and that to me was the ultimate, you just forgive. But we always need supporting details, like humans need to understand, well, why does that work? And so when you let that stuff go, um, you kind of let the fear go as well. So I'd mentioned the six different basic fears. So inevitably, they all lead to pain. And as long as you're coming from a place of fear, you can't love 100%. Love in and of itself, is what I've learned through the Course, needs nothing. Love asks for nothing. Love just is. And then once you tap into that, you just live it. But the fear will will be a barrier to that, and you'll always come from a place of fear, which is what I've done unbeknownst to me. And that's why I'm trying to – I haven't said I got it figured out. Trust me. I don't. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) So – but – so – one of the things is to is to identify that fear and, and not project it and not have someone fill that role to protect you from the fear that you have in you. So, uh, and so I guess the first thing then is to identify it. Is that what, what you yeah. do when you're reading your course? Yes. Are you you're looking you're you're reading that course, yeah. you are connecting with those feelings yeah. and what does the course then do for you to help you start to work through that, those feelings of fear and ab- of abandonment and loss? Inevitably, in each lesson, what they do is the, the course uh, and the lesson entails taking just a couple minutes each day, calm your mind and whatever comes up. And it, it blew my mind. It always, whatever comes to your mind, that lesson will help you deal with it. And when I look through it, because I've been through it for a whole year now, and this is my second year of actually not missing any lessons. I'm going on two years running. So, uh, and I'm like, gosh, I remember that last year. So, uh, and it will, the idea is to cleanse all the uh, negative feelings you have in you, all the fears. And because ultimately, I don't want, you can't come from a place of fear and love. And that's why we go up and down, up and down with love. We're happy, we're sad. And I, 
I'm tired of that roller coaster ride, man. So, and then, you know, of course, you're always, I'm always dealing with things also still with the remainder of whatever is of my family, which is basically just my mom these days. So at any rate, um, that's the whole purpose is to let miracles replace all grievances. The course helps you become aware of what you're feeling and then you add, and then you delve so you in. you still your mind. You still your mind. You quiet you it down. It and the up. noise will come up to the top. Mm-hmm. And the noise is whatever, you know, grievances you have. And we don't realize why, how we actually project roles onto people. And, you know, past relationships, I, I've had this said to me before. You, meaning the person's talking to me, you ruined my life. Mm-hmm. You ruined my life. And what, what I realized what that was saying is, I had a role assigned to you. Mm-hmm. You're not living up to it. Oh, yeah. And now you're ruining my life because you're what the Course teaches, we, we build this world of perfection in our mind. And that world we build protects us, mm-hmm. prevents us from being uh, encountering pain and fear. And we assign that world to people around us. Mm-hmm. And so if those people, okay. Don't fulfill those expectations. It's your fault, mm-hmm. not theirs, because mm-hmm. you're ruining their quote world quote mm. their life their their world in their head is their life when in reality what the course tries to teach you're focused on the wrong life the life that you are is an extension of the eternal life and we're here experiencing this life but don't take this experiences too seriously really i mean we all are playing a role so you don't i personally have been caught up playing a role for someone just totally and not even realizing what i was doing and then sometimes you feel a little sad and all of a sudden you can turn to loathing and you're thinking why do i feel sad you know but then you it's time to play the role again you know because it's a daily thing <laughs> well it gives you a way to change the focus so it's not on you yeah there's two things that that come from taking responsibility for your feelings uh you can say for example i've done something that i'm not proud of yeah if I don't want to take responsibility for it, I project it on you, yeah. right? But the but really what I need to do is take responsibility for the fact that I did it. What right. people I think and and until I realized it, what what came up for me was I also have the power to change yeah. that feeling. Right. So I guess the reward for being humble and having the courage to take responsibility for your feelings is that you then have the ability to change them. So if you're feeling grief and loss and fear and sadness, if you take the moment to own those feelings and work through them instead of projecting them onto somebody else, they're not gonna fix them for you. So it's not their job, not their responsibility. So if you have the courage to take those and really accept that it's your loss, grief, and, yeah. and feeling, then you can begin to work through it so you can get to the other side of it. Right. I know that that's been, for me, that's been my journey. The, the things that have been the most painful in my life. Yeah. You know, getting to that place. I mean, you struggle. I've put it on other people. I've cried. I've done all kinds of things, which is fine. I mean, sure. feelings, you're, if you feel Absolutely. your feelings, you should feel your feelings. Yeah. At a certain point, though, when you realize that it's taking over 
your joy and your happiness. There's yeah. no joy in happiness because I'm so overwhelmed yeah. with all of this grief and misery over a divorce, over a loss, over a broken friendship. And we'll talk about that in sure. relationships. Um, there comes a point where you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And, and what is it you don't want to do? You don't want to experience all those negative emotions. It's like at some point you get tired of shame, guilt, regret, fear, anxiety, worry. You just, just want to be happy. Come from a place of love. But as long as you're coming from a place of fear and that's Or good blame. To, or blame. Blaming yeah. others. Absolutely. Or yourself. That's right. You have to forgive, right? Yes. Then you forgive yourself. Forgive it's yourself. all it's all connected. It's very and so as as you get older or more mature, and some people are mature at a young age and some people don't at an old age. I mean, but everybody's on their own journey. We're not supposed to criticize, condemn, or complain anybody. We're all on our own journey. And I think once we become more happy and more comfortable and able to forgive and let go and absolve our fears, rather than going out preaching it, telling people, oh, you should, like someone maybe who's who drinks and they want to stop it, and then they stop, then they go out, point or smokers, oh, I, you should quit smoking, I did. I mean, that's very condescending, and, and so kind of like I learned with you, <laughs> I forgave my brother's murder. Who am I tell you, to tell you to forgive your parents, right? <laughs> so, so thank you for that lesson, by the way. <laughs> so, so same thing here, just trying to work it out, and then you live the truth, you live the happiness, mm-hmm. and then, and then people then people draw in and go, hey, how did you do that? How did you overcome that? And I said, well, it wasn't easy, first of all, but yeah, the bottom line is becoming aware. So I just picked this one lesson out. It actually wasn't the lesson of today. It's just the one that was that felt very apropos, you know, let miracles replace all grievances. And, oh. mm-hmm. and what was the mantra that you said for that day? I call it a mantra. I don't know what they call it in the book. And that's it. it let, yeah. And so anything that comes up, you say that. And that's the other interesting thing. You may not always understand it. But just do it. It's almost like, do you really understand how a car works when you get up and start it and you drive down the road? No, you just know how to use the car, right? Mm-hmm. And you just, okay, you don't need to figure out the spark plugs and the gasoline and the hot oil pistons and all that. You just, hey, where do I put the key? Okay. So the lessons are kind of that way. Yeah. Let miracles replace all grievances and just, just have it, have faith in that. And then, and then take a few minutes and focus on that. And then whatever comes to your mind. You want to, if it's something negative, that's the grievance. Then you say, let a miracle replace it. And what could it be? Well, your mind will send you the answers. Well, you know what? Wouldn't you rather have love or peace instead of this? So, uh, why don't I have it? And so your mind goes to work on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are the shackles in our minds we're trying to, to dissipate. And that's what the Course teaches. It's not meant to be a cult or me personally has helped me with finding the internal teacher mm-hmm. and it's not there it's not a new religion anything mm-hmm. like that it's just a course in in understanding yourself what's mm-hmm. going on in you and inevitably you know this is a there's many other books probably help many other people get yeah. to the same place where i'm trying to get to yeah. it's completely different but this to me has been and i've read a lot and studied it a lot but for me this is ringing true yeah mm-hmm. and for other people it could be a therapist it yeah. could be their their pastor or yeah. you know wh- whatever it is that really helps them to get and for me i did a lot of coursework and yeah. i did a lot of therapy and read a lot yeah. of books as well but um at the end of the day whatever route someone takes to assist them because sometimes these things we also have to accept that some of these things are so big and they take over so much that we do need an outside 
source to help us look within. Yes. So whatever route, the, the point really is to start taking responsibility. And I don't say that in a negative sure. way, but just say, you know, these are my feelings and I am I want to choose to move beyond this so that I can have the life that I want. Exactly. So I um, and I think inevitably that's what we want. So I, uh, I once had put together a course called How to Succeed at the Toughest Job in the World. And that's up for argument, right? I mean, but by and large, consensus, well, the toughest jobs in the world were being a spouse or domestic partner or parent. parent and, and those are the two toughest jobs. But right. arguably, mm-hmm. I the, it's now the toughest job in the world is your relationship with yourself because mm-hmm. we never really want to face that. And again, I've been in relationships where I had all the issues. She had none. And we were always focused on mine, but hers were never up for discussion because there weren't any to discuss. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was constantly in this defense mode, always in a defense mode. So I was trapped in that cycle, no time to think through all this. You know, and so now, I mean, I think when you step back, that's really the toughest job in the world is personal growth, personal development. One of my favorite sayings is the, the toughest spiritual job in the world is being human. And the toughest human job in the world is being spiritual. It's a constant vacillation mm-hmm. and it's a duality of our minds. Part of our mind is physical and part is spiritual. So we are spiritual beings in a physical world. I really believe that. So and so we can't. Um, attached to this world too tightly it's almost like this world is a movie passing by and we can't jump into a scene and stay there we got to let the scenes unfold which are the experiences great well i think this is where we take a little pause because we're going to get ready to talk about relationships and loss and grievances we'll be right back Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Cintron, and I'm here with my co-host and life partner. Marcel Pope. Yep. And we've been talking about loss and grievances. And I was listening to you talk about 
yourself and and the the feelings that were coming up for you with the, the loss of your brother and the how that affected your relationship and it was bringing up feelings for myself I don't know anyone that walks this planet that hasn't lost something and whether it be a pet a child a relationship with a with even and and nothing is too small or too big really at the end of the day it's how it feels for you you know have you ever talked to anybody who lost like a doll or something when they were a kid and they're yeah. 60 years old and they're still talking about the loss Absolutely. of that thing so it, it it's not about the size of what it is it's not what or who it is it's really about how you feel yeah. and and how the feelings that come up and um, I remember reading an article one time that has become I can't remember the article but I remember that it sort of became a litmus test for me to know whether or not I'm holding on to something too tightly and it's affecting my relationships and what it was was and I think it touched a little bit on this in the forgiveness episode uh, when the first feeling that comes up when you think of something Mm -hmm. is pain anger sadness shame guilt that's something you're probably holding on to yes so for example the loss of my great-grandmother who was really a mother to me she was everything I you know when I was a, a child and funny you know our feelings come up when you and I are talking about stuff but we could talk about it all day long but I guess in when we're talking about it in the episode we're so connected to yeah. our feelings and we're so present yeah. that the feeling starts to come up because yeah. I just started to feel like oh I'm gonna cry <laughs> <But> <laughs> I loved my grandmother so yeah. much the difference is that when I think about her now the first thought yeah. that I have, I can smell the rose talcum. Oh, I can awesome. see her face, and yeah. my first thought is a big smile. Yeah. And I just feel this this yum feeling. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. It's so amazing. And then after, and if I stay there for a little while, yeah. I can take myself back to the feeling of loss and sadness. And if I need to, you know, have a cry or whatever, but be able to bring myself back to this place where now she lives with me all the time. And I love her and it's such a joy to have her. There are things that happen and I think about her. My mother and I talk about her. She she basically raised both of us. Yeah. My my mother and I, we both had really complicated childhoods. Who has it? <laughs> and uh, we talk about her, we laugh. Yeah. And uh, I remember years ago before I did some grief work, I did some really serious uh, work where I released and let her let her go where I I, I grieved her because yeah. I was holding on to it and I didn't grieve because it was so painful yeah when I finally allowed myself to do that on the other side she just she would just come back to me in this yeah. beautiful amazing yeah. way and I think that that's one of the reasons why I was so excited when you wanted to do this episode because a lot of people don't realize I was talking about this with a friend of mine yeah just a week ago where she was talking about her mother and I said do you talk to her she said no she's dead (laughs) yes I understand (laughs) I said to her well let me ask you this you have a son we were talking about her son and uh, some turbulence that she's having with her with her son and I said when you leave this earth how would you like your son to remember you 
do you want him to feel you and talk to you in those moments yeah. when when he doesn't have you there? How would you like that to happen? She said, oh, of course. I want him to think about me. I want. To, do you want him to talk to you every once in a yeah. while? She said, well, yeah. And I said, so why aren't you talking to your mother? Right. I said, I'm not talking about walking down Walmart sure. saying, hey, mom, do you like yeah. this? <laughs> yes. Their essence, their spirit yes. is still with us. Yes. And and that's in true when they're gone and true while they're here. So that that's the connection that's never broken. Yeah. And yeah. And and I think that um so I actually have a relationship that that ended a while ago. It was a very close friendship and I'm I'm in the middle. I've got one foot in and one yeah, foot sure. out. There are times where I'm talking to somebody and I can remember the the good times and there are other times where it's like I can't. And my first sure. th- the first thing that comes up is this person did yeah. not care about me. Sure. Um, so I know that I'm on that path, and that's okay. It, I'm not not mad at it. Right. I wish it were gone, but yeah. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> um, I also, when you talk about your brother Sean, it it's just I I love hearing you talk about him, especially when you say it, there are times where you bring him up when you and I argue. Yeah. And you're like, well. You know, I used to be able to discuss this stuff with my brother, and I miss him. And I'm like, oh, really? I love throwing that in your face. Oh, my goodness. So I guess I'm not good enough. So <laughs> but I, that's sort of, I, I know a lot of couples that go through this stuff where we are simultaneously we're aware. going through our stuff. And we're also going through our stuff while in relationship. How is that for you when you when you do that? Well, you know, it brought a thought to my mind because the topic is loss and abandonment. And they are hand in hand. And we'll do anything not to feel those feelings that both of those bring. So it's afraid of losing the loss. You and I had this conversation. We felt we were making headway. We were ridding ourselves of toxic relationships, ridding ourselves of the toxic residual uh, feelings inside from those, releasing them. And, I, and remember us talking about what are we going to do when, when we burnt all that up? And that was fuel for our life. As long as I'm not dealing with what's in me, I can do. We were afraid of the change, afraid of letting the fuel go, so to speak. Okay. Then, then Who would we? we we're running from the dark. We're running from our feelings. What are we going to do once we? Oh, we run toward the light now. We run toward love. We come from a place of love, no longer fear. That's the new source and motivation. Is not that we haven't come from a place of love before. Yeah. It's a duality. We're running from something and running towards something. Yeah. What? What, yeah. what you're talking about is. When the greatest successes that I've that I've had in my life were in moments where I was miserable. Absolutely, right? Like songwriters, energy what transformation. Are, yeah. What are country singers going to do when they finally work through, you yeah. know, their loss of their dog, their girlfriend, and their gun, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is? That they, By that the they... way, if you play the record backwards, <laughs> you get all those things back. So, <laughs> so. But anyway, go ahead. It's like I can't write what do songs you do? anymore. I know you're out of material, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were, we, yeah, we were sitting on the couch talking about the fact that I said, you know, at, after I went into forgiveness after, yeah. after the the year long Cintron forgiveness yeah. tour or reconnection tour right. happened, I said, how am I ever going to find success again now that I'm happy? Um, yeah. or, you know, and um, and we were talking about, yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to be fueled by? Yeah. And I'm on that journey right now, yeah. and I'm actually finding 
that I am fueled by now my own desires yeah. to achieve there X, Y, and sure. Z. And I just feel lighter. It, 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 I've replaced the negative, sad, angry, I'm going to do this in spite yeah. of you. I'm going to be successful in my relationships. Yeah. I'm going to be happy in my life in spite of what you've done to me. Yeah. I've replaced that with a relentless pursuit. pursuit of joy and happiness. There you go. Hey, it's in the Constitution, right? <laughs> <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. And that women. we are endowed by our Creator to for, um, endow a certain unalienable rights. That among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, yeah. But so picture your mind, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, well, just for lack of a picture, your brain. Imagine taking a f- big old fish hook, stabbing your brain into the hook as a ten-pound weight, and you've got many of those. One, in fact, for every grievance that you hold, this person did this, that marriage failed because that person didn't do this, this person wasn't. Everyone, and that's what we're using our minds for. Our minds are sitting there holding all that up, holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, taking them hooks out is probably like ripping the bandaid off. So we don't, we want to continually add more weight. Whereas our minds weren't built for that. They weren't designed for that. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to release all those things and let your mind free up so you can be and and live the life that we were meant to live. Because I can't imagine we came from an extension of an eternal life force Mm -hmm. to experience all this. In truth, we experience everything that we experience. Mm as a choice but we don't know that right. at some point you know we hope and i hope for everyone that they realize hey i chose this even when something bad happens to us we can chose to relive it over and over again and keep letting it happen to us yeah. and what the course teaches as well for the sake of argument mm-hmm. here we are not a body we occupy a body so anything that happens to our body anything is happening to the body we occupy. It's not happening, quote, to, to, to who we really are. Okay. So your spirit your spirit can feel that pain of what the body's experiencing, but it's in your mind. You know, if you're intimate with someone physically, but your mind's not there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were married for 12 years, I was married for a while, and I'm sure many people may be in this spot. And yeah. to those who have it, kudos to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my point is minds are connected bodies aren't and we are not bodies we are minds Mm. because the proof of that is i read this one time what if you lost all your arms and your legs Mm -hmm. then you lost yourself no you lost parts of your body but you are in fact you may be more of a person than where you than you were when you had all your limbs Mm -hmm. you know and that's the whole idea is that Mm -hmm. it's about taking those hooks with all the weights out of your mind Mm -hmm. so that it can be freed up you unbind your mind Mm -hmm. and but we again we're afraid to lose our losses because yeah. it's what we know and we feed crutch. it. And what's it's another, what, yeah, it's, it's comfortable. a crutch. It's, it's com- comfortable. And we don't want to change, but if we remove it, then what? Yeah. It's almost like you've been in the dark your whole life. Well, what if I get sunburned if I go out in the sun? I want, I'm used to this. Take the chance. Okay, you get sunburned. But, you know, it, the question is, it's a choice. Do you want to continue to live this way? Me personally, mm-hmm. I got tired of it. Mm-hmm. I got tired of holding grudges against people. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they did this. and that. Well, yeah, they did that. But how, why am I holding on to my reaction about it? And it yeah. erodes relationships. Oh, my goodness. It absolutely, it, it just creates, um, I, for example, have realized that I've been 
selecting the same personality to be around me (laughs) to work through stuff. (laughs) I've been witness to this. (laughs) (laughs) And I've actually been really grateful. Um, This is the first time that I've ever been in relationship with friend or, or partner that has lovingly let me know uh, does this sound familiar to you? <laughs> this, 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 yes. this, and this. you know, and humbly, I've had to look at it. I mean, the feeling comes up of anger. You don't know me, uh, but but really, when I sit back and think about it, yes, I do keep selecting the same kind, and and I have girlfriends that do the same thing. They pick, and and you've had you. You've had the same situation with partners that you've chosen, the same one, over and over and over and over again. And here, you and I are very different from the partners that we've chosen in the past. However, the baggage comes up. So stuff will come up and we'll we'll go round and round with each other respectfully. And then there always comes a point where we look at each other and say, ooh, we're, we're doing this, aren't we? We're, yeah. we're doing that yeah. old dance. Yeah. yeah, we're doing that old dance. We're aware of it, yeah. And then we just sort of, once that awareness comes up, it's great because now we know what's happening and we're very gentle with each other as well. You have to allow your partner, whether it's a, a friendship or a work relationship or a love relationship, you have to allow them the space to misbehave or or say the wrong thing or do the yeah. wrong thing and be gentle with them and be gentle with yourself and use your words and use your feelings and remember if you want to be in relationship with this person um, remember that and then come from a place of love yeah we even did it last night what were we we were going around and around about something last night oh this podcast was scheduled last night and we uh. missed it because <laughs> i was Oops. i ran a few minutes late and then you got in a tizzy you could have called i us was not in a, in a tizzy <laughs> but, <laughs> so but we we worked it out and uh, yeah, i felt so. bad and i said i feel bad for jesse and i'm thinking maybe maybe it maybe oh, let's hope it worked out for him it's not a justification see that's what yeah. happened it just happened for jesse no. yeah and then i was <laughs> upset because you're like don't excuse the fact that you were running late yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so it's it, it basically i was okay with the fact that you were late but you said something uh about like you were justifying why you were late and it irritated me because i don't like it when but you're late. It, but what really what is about is used to in a past relationship if i was one second late mm. i heard this firestorm of you're a bad husband you've ruined my life and i thought because i was one second late and i mean really so it brought mm-hmm. up so it was i'm not glad it happened but there's still some residual mm-hmm. we caught it and i realized because and, and yeah because i wasn't yeah, yelling at you yeah. i just said you know it's all right i moved it forward he's got to change the schedule anyway and we're talking about him jesse is our sound engineer and producer right. <laughs> best guy ever thank you space Coast podcast <laughs> um but uh shout out and uh and, and I was irritated yeah. because we had an appointment, yeah. but I didn't yell at yeah. you. And then feelings started coming yeah. up, and then you started getting irritated, and then well, I was like always getting irritated. The, the and truth. it just turned into this thing that it wasn't. 
But it, when examining it, and there it brought up some residual fit, but also I was upset for being late. Mm-hmm. So we spent a little time, but then we ended up laughing in the end yeah. because it, it, we're aware of what's happening rather than us just being mad and just like, God, well, you know what? Let's, and just going off into a tangent instead of staying in the moment with that issue. Yeah. So. And I think that's one of the things that um, I'm so grateful for yeah. with, with us uh, is that stuff happens. It comes yeah. up. We're human beings and we all have all of the experiences that we bring into it. But we always remember yeah. that we love each other yeah. and that we, as irritated as we get, we're respectful and we remember that when this is over, we're still in a relationship together and really we're upset with what happened. That's right. We're not upset with you. I don't hate you. I'm upset that you ran late. I'm upset that these feelings are coming up. I'm upset that we're upset. Yeah. So stay in that and talk about it and then move through. And if it gets too much, um, it, it, it happens that there are times where my Cuban comes up and my Palestinian comes up and my woman comes up and Marcel looks at me and says, <laughs> That's why I, I need put my break. hands over my throat <laughs> to protect myself. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> and Marcel says, I'm leaving. <laughs> and I say, Look, this is the only thing I can do when a bazooka is being fired at me, okay? <laughs> I just run for cover. So. The Cuban Missile Crisis oh happens God. all over again, and, <laughs> and, and and we both know that that means I need two minutes. Like, yeah. give, let me go, yeah. and you create, you allow that's that breathing space. Yeah. He leaves. He calls me. Says, "Okay, I'm coming back." He drove around the block. He's like, "Okay, I'm coming back." I'm like, "Okay, come back," or or drive around the block again yeah. and then come back. <laughs> and the other thing is, we we bring it out and we're able to. <laughs> we're working out our personal issues. So I've, we we both agree. You learn more about yourself mm-hmm. in a relationship with someone, and the problem is if you're trying to pick them apart and pointing out what's wrong mm-hmm. with them, rather than me being able to share, "Hey, I've uncovered this about myself." Or thank you for pointing that out rather than dogging me out. <laughs> you know, I want to work. I don't want to feel that anymore. Yeah. You know, that chapter was written a long time ago, and I want to close it, but it won't close because that energy is still there. I'm associating it with, you know, something in the present yeah. and triggering it. So, mm-hmm. and, and that reminds me also, something that I said to you last night um, when we were discussing what was going on, I said to you, you know what's going on? I think that your fear of loss and abandonment, you are waiting for me to do exactly what your ex-wife did. So you're setting up a situation. That could be true. So that I will do the exact same thing so you can make yourself right. And and this is an important lesson, I think, for people, because I do this all the time myself. Or, and I hate to, this could be true. Maybe I projected you and you are my ex That's in a way and now mm-hmm. now here's the problem again mm-hmm. i'm better prepared to deal with it and this is how i'm going to deal with it mm. we're trying i believe we're always trying to resolve conflict within mm. ourselves we're not aware of it we don't realize and this is why we go from one relationship to another it's the same thing same thing same thing and uh so yeah with with me we're my fear always of, trying to work it out absolutely but we don't know how with my fear of loss and abandonment yeah. with my grandmother with my parents with i've had a ton of loss i've had long friendships that yeah. have just you know imploded and um 
the thought comes up in my head every once in a while, well, there he goes. He's going to be gone. And this is over. This relationship yeah. is done. Yeah. Goodbye. Over. Yeah. Next. Exactly. I don't need to be. And, and then I start justifying in my head. I don't need a relationship. I could be by myself. I'll just take me to the nunnery and just yeah. be on my own <laughs> and like Ophelia and, exactly. and just be done. And that is our psyche. That That is yeah. our old talk coming our up. old skills yeah quote skill set that we used in relationships because it's comfortable because yeah. we're setting ourselves up because it's we're protecting we ourselves right. and um the difference is that now because i've really taken a hard look at it when it comes up i can recognize it yeah. i can see it I can look at it in my mind's yeah. eye and say, okay, I this is what I'm doing. I need to just breathe, yeah. be, be in the space, and just let it come back to reality. Yeah. And then just sort of talk myself off the ledge. Yeah. We just had an argument. It's a disagreement. It doesn't mean he's leaving. He is not X, Y, and Z. Don't make this bigger than what it is. This is what it is here. Yeah. And then sort of move through that so that when we come back together to talk, we can have a conversation about yeah. what it is. And at the end, what I find is that I feel closer to you. It brings a deeper sense of intimacy because into me see. Now you see into me. And you kind of understand yourself better. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, again, going back to fear of criticism. I don't criticize you, and you're not afraid to open up. And same thing with me, that we're going to be shut down because this image we've made of ourselves, we need people to accept it so we feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm. So once the facade lifts and we get vulnerable about because we're not even always sure of what's going on in us. And that's that's really what I'm trying to do is figure out what is in me that caused me to feel a certain way or agitated, you know, and we're trying to, to work through all that. And again, I think it is fear of criticism. And so in truth, I am working as hard as I can on myself, my issues that I have. I'm not gonna dump them on you, especially give the responsibility of having you fix me. Mm -hmm. And I've been guilty of that too mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fix people, mm -hmm. you know, which is a huge mistake. It's like teaching, trying to teach a pig to fly. First of all, it's impossible and you irritate the hell out of the pig. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's just, you need to work on yourself. Let every, I mean, and so you said something before about, you know, I allow you the space and that, you know, again, this is, would be me and you having a conversation or, you know, so, and it's not, and this is a different topic, but being aware, I used to say, hey, if you're with someone that says, well, you know what, I give you your space. It's like, I didn't know my space was yours to give to me. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't <laughs> know that? It's all mine. Everything is mine. <laughs> is that Does that go with the Cuban in you? Yes, <laughs> okay. it's mine. What's yours is mine. What's mine is mine. What's ours is mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so clean it's it up being aware. That's right. <laughs> it's being aware of these things and not carrying them into the next relationship, but you always want to address it. So learning more about yourself, the personal growth and development is the toughest job in the world. Right. And at the end, it's all an illusion and a facade anyway. When you pull back, you're just awareness yeah. and we're letting go of the things that are keeping us from experiencing life in its fullness. We're caught up in one dramatic scene yeah. too long. Yeah. And in, in, the, in this current scene, we're bringing fear, anxiety, 
and worry from the future and, to, and gain uh, guilt, shame, and regret from the past. So you want to come from a position of strength, not weakness, from a position of unity, not separation, yeah. and a position of love, not fear. So the fear and abandonment go hand in hand. And I think at the, at the heart of it, if we can identify what those fears are and figure out how to let go of them is the best way to do it, then you can basically run toward the light instead of running from the darkness, which I think that fuels running its course because I've watched you and how you've dealt with a lot of these energies and why you kept repeating them because mm-hmm. I was able to because I saw myself doing the same thing mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I pointed the finger at you going this is what you well I said hey you know what uh, I was aware of something in myself you know and what do you think and then yeah. kind of working through and for you to actually able to resolve that in you yeah. it was was almost like me resolving it and because we're helping each each other we're, we're interdependent it's like i'm bouncing things i'm not worried about you criticizing me or judging me yeah. or anything like that so well one of the things that i learned in uh one of my uh, personal growth uh programs was what i see in you that i see in me yeah and it's true that helped me so much because the reality is that a lot of what yeah. is coming up is stuff that's coming up in me, which takes us full circle, resolving what's yep. inside of us so that we can be in relationship yep. together. Let, let's assume for a moment, okay, that, 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 that this, I won't even say true, but this, this may sound true. There's an eternal source of life, and we are an extension of that that's here temporarily in this physical world. Okay, and this eternal source of life wants to come out in a beautiful form because that's what it is love, joy, beauty, happiness. But something's blocking it. Okay, and that blockage we call separation, abandonment, fear. We're holding on to it, and that life's trying to get out of us. That's why we always we have these urges, you know. It's a silent voice calling out, Hey, you're eternal. You know, we, we don't hear that. We hear, You're ugly, you're fat. Your daddy doesn't love you. Mommy didn't hold you. Your mother didn't want to have give birth to you. You know, this person, whatever. That's the voices we listen to instead we're of this. We're not good this enough. De- so people exactly. believe us we're not good enough. And this is what, what I've learned from the Course. This eternal source of life is eternal. So are we. So we, we can choose to be those other things as in what we do in this life, but we can also choose to be eternal and ch- choose that aspect of ourselves and, and just try to experience the best that this life has to offer because we are going to always project a world outside of our head that's the protection world to get rid of the pain and fear or so that doesn't happen again whatever the abandonment and fear issues we we have so and i think it's a work in progress always. To, and I, I i definitely know this for a fact i have a, a lot less of me in of all of that fear abandonment all that stuff and all those feelings that go with it, a lot, lot, lot less than I did two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I'm letting it all go, and now it's starting to feel, you know, just I just want to be happy. And I, there's an old saying, die before you die. So yeah. there's a part of me that I, mm-hmm. lack of a better harsh word, I'm trying to murder as fast as I can. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want that part of me that goes into those thoughts, those mindsets, those old habits that bring sadness and guilt and anxiety mm-hmm. and worry. I don't want that state of mind. I don't want it anymore. And you say, is it possible to live in a constant state of joy? Absolutely. And so I think um, 
constantly choosing constantly to be, and, and yeah. it becomes automatic after a while right yeah. these are new that we're, we're being we're flexing our mental muscles here and, and getting the the real strength that comes from from love so yeah wow lots to talk about yeah. pretty heavy today huh? yes <laughs> definitely so uh we'd love to hear from our listeners if you'd like to keep the conversation going uh follow us on facebook connect with us visit our website our blog and i think that that's all for did us did you today. want to mention that again we're having a conversation inspired by a course in miracles you're not a therapist psychologist oh, yeah we're just having a conversation yeah. on what's working for us inspired yes. by just a few few simple lessons yeah and that, ha- that and we, are working for us exactly yeah, yeah. we're not professionals yeah. we're just you know playing and this material is available in other books or whatever it just yeah. happened to and be this, this isn't yeah. intended to be a replacement no, for absolutely not for people's personal beliefs and and their personal faith um i my belief is that all religions and all uh spirituality spirituality they all paths. yeah all paths lead to a desire for peace yep. love joy free spirit good health yep. absolutely so if you are feeling feelings of abandonment and loss and you feel alone and you feel that um, you don't have anyone, seek help, talk to someone, talk to your pastor, your priest, seek a therapist, talk to a friend. Don't, yeah. don't, whatever you do, don't sit in it by yourself. Yeah. You know, get on the path and we hope and we wish you peace, love, and joy. Until next time. I'm Cynthia Cintron. I'm Marcel Pope. And you have been listening to Fight the Good Fight Club.